Coming up on Stu Does America, Blaze TV's Eric July joins us to tell us how the Dems plan to wring us dry this week. AOC has been running her mouth again about so many things. I'll pick my favorites to mock. And the CDC continues to put out terrible mixed messaging on COVID-19 safety. So let's see what hideous actions we're being told to take now as we do the return of the mask. Stu Does America. You know, I first started my career back in radio. It was late 90s, and we would have to play all... I was, you know, at a music station at the time. we play all the hits of today, and every once in a while, a song that you've heard nine million times from a few years ago. And they're called Recurrence, by the way, in the biz. At least they were. I don't know what they're called now. Anyway, uh, one of those was Return of the Mac. That song from the 90s, I don't even, I don't know who sang it. I just remember he, they just say Return of the Mac like 500,000 times over and over and over and over again. And every time I play it, I would want to blow my head off. Well, here we are. Now you want to blow your head off because of the return of the mask. It's a totally different Mark Morrison. Is that who it was? <laughs> Mark Morrison's return of the mask. He can come back now. He has a career in 2021. Thank you so much, CDC. And it's weird because I was told by somebody like three weeks ago that we had come to Independence Day from COVID. Yet here we are once again. Who was that person? Let's watch. 245 years ago, we declared our independence from a distant king. Today, we're closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. Mm, oh, apparently closer, but no cigar. Just in the past couple of days, here's what we have. Mask mandates are returning in St. Louis. Mask mandates are returning in Los Angeles. Vaccine mandates coming for VA employees all over the country. Vaccine mandates for California state employees and healthcare workers. Vaccine mandates for New York City healthcare workers. And just happening today, the CDC has changed its guidance yet again. This time, in high transmission areas, everyone must mask indoors. That's their recommendation, despite being vaccinated or not. Doesn't matter. You should mask indoors in tight spaces with lots of people. Why? God only knows. Also, universal masking for kids in school under 12. As you may know, uh, there is no approved vaccine for anyone under 12 years old. So that means basically everybody, everybody under 12 is in that uh, category. I a few weeks after July 4th, is this what independence looks like? Is it? That's not that wasn't my understanding of this. Everybody I talk to asks the same question. Is this really happening again? Are you really going into lockdown again? Well, that's a difficult question to answer. If you are in a blue area, it's definitely possible, uh, if not probable. I mean, there's 150 million unvaccinated people in this country right now. That is uh, plenty of people for this virus to run wild on. And our case numbers are going to go up and up and up uh, for probably a little while here. You should be expecting this to get a lot worse before it gets better. Mainly, though, with cases, not deaths. 
And that is such an important thing. Not deaths, not hospitalizations. They may go up a little bit, but it's not going to be like these previous waves if what we think is going to happen uh, actually does happen. Remember, if you remember back kind of at the beginning of this, we had people uh, like Avik Roy on uh, the show talking about a, an approach that conservatives were, were tossing in as the alternate to the lockdown. And this was basically conservatives saying, hey, let's protect the vulnerable. We know how this disease works. Thank God we know how this disease works. We know it doesn't really affect kids that much. We know it does affect grandma and grandpa, people with cancer, uh, heart ailments, things like that, diabetes. Diabetes, as, uh, as Wilford Brimley would say. So let's protect those people as closely as possible. And it's a large group. It's going to be hard because, you know, it's going to be hard to lock up, you know, a bunch of, you know, 60 million people. You know, it's going to be very difficult to do. But let's do what we can to protect those people and let everyone else kind of live their lives. Maybe that's the best way to approach this, especially people who already had COVID. Let's let them do what they want. Use their natural immunity to help drive the economy forward. So at the end of this, we're not totally screwed. In a way, that's sort of where we are right now. About 90 percent of elderly people in this country are vaccinated. The most, you know, uh, the, the most vulnerable people in other age groups are almost all vaccinated. And then we have lower um, uh, levels of vaccination as we get younger and younger and younger. This sort of thing just happened in the UK. We went through this last week, and so we went through and re-updated the graphs that we showed you last week. And I'm going to give you a quick rundown of these because they're really important. If you're hearing, there's a lot of stuff online about the vaccines and how they're working, especially in the UK, that just do not hold up to the basic scrutiny of looking at what has actually occurred in the numbers. So let me give it to you again. Here are three very distinct waves in the UK. The first one, which was a peak in about November, mid-November. The second one peaked in early January. And the third one peaked a few days ago. Okay, we now are, you know, it looks very certain that we have reached the peak and are now on the downturn in the UK. The first two waves in the UK look completely different than the third wave. Now, you look at just cases, they look kind of similar. Uh, you know, they're both big peaks, they're, you know, high numbers, scary numbers. Now let's show you the same three waves for deaths. It is incredible. What I am showing you is a miracle, is a miracle. The first wave is a, about as high as cases. The second one peaks super, super high with cases. The third wave, when it comes to rate per case, is down 93%. There's almost no bump in cases and we're already past the peak now you may see the the, the deaths rise a little bit here but and unless something miraculous and totally unexpected occurs here in the next few weeks what we've seen is a totally different experience and some people are saying well you know sure maybe the deaths and hospitalizations are down but we were also told that the vaccines were supposed to limit cases and that's true and honestly this is going to surprise you by some of the coverage that has happened let me give you the age breakdown of all the cases in the UK. Look at what we're look, look at this. This it's self-explanatory in so many ways. But what you're seeing, if you happen to be on podcast where it is absolutely not self-explanatory because you can't see the graph. But what you're seeing is people between 15, 29 uh, uh, have the highest level of peak, 30 to 39, a little bit less peak. 
40 to 49 had less of a surge. 50 to 59 had less of a surge. 60 to 69 had less of a surge. 70 to 79 had less of a surge. And on and on and on and on. Why is that? The groups that had no, no surge in cases, other than a little tiny blip, you can barely even see, those people are 95% vaccinated. The groups that are down there where they had these huge peaks that caused all the virus in the UK, those people are more like 50% vaccinated and 40% vaccinated and 60% vaccinated. On this uh, same chart, which will become a little bit more important later, and it's certainly important with the CDC recommendations today, you notice the younger groups, uh, you know, school-age children, 5 to 9, 10 to 14, had lower peaks as well than the adults did. Once again, indicating that there's less spread among children. Now, all of this looks exactly like what we're seeing in America right now. This is not just the UK. The UK has AstraZeneca vaccine largely, which is very similar to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine here in the United States. We also have arguably higher performing vaccines uh, on the mRNA side from Moderna and Pfizer. All these cases, they're, they're not you know, at all growing much among the, un, uh, the vaccinated people, even in these places where we're seeing surges. These surges are happening among the unvaccinated. I know the annoying media is also telling you that, but that does not mean it is untrue. Despite the occasional breakthroughs that make the news, yes, a few Yankees get it here and there, and honestly, if some team is going to get it, it probably should be the Yankees. I mean, I'm just saying, throwing that out there, that's probably the way it should happen. Obviously, we can all think about and dream about a potential Dallas Cowboys outbreak as well. We don't need to talk about that yet. The season hasn't even started yet. But I will say those things make the news because they're rare. And if you notice, most of these outbreaks that you hear about breakthrough cases happen in industries where they're constantly testing. Uh, and you, they're even testing in areas at times when no one has any symptoms. Remember, the lockdowns in the UK have been far more severe than the U.S., that's from the beginning. Well, the very beginning, they were talking about herd immunity and did not lock down. But then they went into really a long period of lockdown and have only peeked their heads out a little bit, not as much as we have here in the United States. And in the middle of all those rises I just talked about, the UK still opened in the middle of these waves. Why did they do it? Why didn't they abandon those plans? Why didn't they lock down yet again? Because they saw that that third wave was completely different than the previous ones because the vaccines were working and the death rate was down 93% from the previous outbreaks. That is a miracle. It made me ask, because we talk so often about the idea of some big national vaccine mandate. All the talk that's gone on about a, a national vaccine mandate, has any country in the entire world actually done such a thing? And the answer is almost no one has done it. Uh, there are two countries that have done vaccine mandates for all adults, Indonesia and Turkmenistan. <laughs> now, the, the interesting part about this is neither mandate makes any sense whatsoever. They're not doing anything. Indonesia only has 6% of its population vaccinated, obviously a lot less than we do. Turkmenistan is a particularly strange place for a vaccine mandate, especially considering they claim to have no cases of COVID since the beginning of the pandemic. I, I will say this, the best cure for coronavirus is to not admit that you have coronavirus. No cases forever. Biden could do a lot of things here. 
And these things might happen, but it's important to note that they have not happened yet. For example, Biden could make the military do a vaccine mandate really with a stroke of a pen. I mean, he controls that whole situation. He could do it as easily as he wanted to. And there's some precedence for this in our history. Um, no less a figure than George Washington instituted a vaccine mandate on the military during the Revolutionary War. That does not mean I think it's a good idea for Joe Biden to do it, but he could absolutely justify it. And he has control over that. Biden could also mandate vaccines on three million federal employees pretty easily. And he still hasn't done it. Now, Biden runs from a fight. He does not like to be blamed for things. He likes to be invisible. So, so far, they've stayed away from that. We'll see if that continues. One thing we can all agree he could absolutely do is he could absolutely, 100% certainty, definitely mandate vaccines for people who work in the White House. And you may not know this, but he actually has not done that. Amazingly, there is no vaccine mandate for White House employees. Who knew? So with all this information, what do you do about the new mask mandates in indoors and in schools? Well, first, you can realize that some businesses are going to start requiring mask, masks again. You're going to start seeing the signs on the doors. You're going to be having employees occasionally asking you to put them on. Most of these businesses are not really going to enforce it. It's true. They weren't really doing it before the vaccine, before the mask mandates went away. I find it hard to believe that people are going to put up with this again. If you're vaccinated, it is a complete waste of time for you to wear a mask. Pretty much full stop. I mean, if you were really immunocompromised or particularly vulnerable to this, maybe you'd consider it. Honestly, like at that point, though, you probably should do what you can to stay out of any situation you're interacting with people. Uh, at this point, uh, if this rises and gets really ugly, you may want to uh, to if, if you're that worried about it. I, I don't know what you're like. What are you going to do? Most likely, there's absolutely no difference to you between being uh, masked or not. If you're if you're uh, if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, look, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. You know, the vaccine people are beating you over the head with it every single day. You know, the vaccine is out there. If you want it, you can get it with basically no delay for free. If you don't want it, well, you're going to make your own decision. And, and masking indoors is going to make maybe a slight difference uh, in certain circumstances, but probably not much. It shouldn't. It's not going to change your mind all that much. Outside masking makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. It is a complete waste of time in all circumstances. If you are in a red state or in a red area, your schools are most likely going to ignore the CDC recommendations, just like they've been ignoring Anthony Fauci. If you're in a blue state or a blue area, they probably will require masks in your schools. This is the most important part of the school discussion, though. No matter what state you are in, you should do everything you can, everything in your power to get your kids out of schools that are controlled by the government. Kids should not be masked. That's true. They don't largely have bad effects of COVID. They don't largely spread it nearly as often. Some kids might really be uncomfortable in masks, but a mask mandate is way, way down the list of reasons you should get your kid out of government schools. I understand it's not possible for everyone, but if you can do it, even if it means getting a crappier car or having a staycation instead of a vacation, do what you can to get your kids into a school that doesn't have to listen 
to the government. I will say this, when we started, you know, with our kids getting to school age, I remember having a conversation with my wife and I, and I said, I know private schools are better than public schools, but they cost so much. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, do we really wanna do this? And I thought to myself, you know what? Let's do it for now, things are going pretty well, we'll see what happens. When this, when this whole Glenn Beck thing and the Blaze thing flames apart as I expect it to every single minute of every day, you know what, maybe we'll change our mind and we'll send them to, to public schools then, when we, when we maybe don't have the income that we do now. But I will say this, over time, as I've gone through that process, instead of that developing, what has happened is that money I spend on private school is the best money I spend every single year. I never regret writing that check. It sucks because I don't like spending money, but it's the money that I know is going to a good place. Use this crazy time to make a positive change for your kids if you can pull it off in any way possible. I will tell you this, you will never regret it. trying to buy or sell a home in these times it can be challenging i will say this we've been that's kind of the beginning tagline of this commercial for mercury real estate uh real estate agents i trust.com selling a home right now is not challenging uh the market's incredible you can sell it it's it can happen however do you sell it for the best price do you waste money fixing things you don't need to in a market like this you know, a real estate agent who's really good knows the market well enough to know, hey, you know what? You don't need to fix that. You don't need to paint that. You don't need to do these things. You're just wasting your money. Throw it out there right now. It's a hot market. Uh, how much do you charge for a house? You know, maybe you're thinking like, what if we charge this amount? If the right real estate agent knows that market, they might say, you know what? You can easily get 10 grand more for this. Put it up there for a little bit more. You're going to be happy with that decision. If you're buying and you know that, that sellers are looking at things this way, you got to understand that like, you don't want to overreach. You don't want to put yourself in a bad position long term. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the agent that can help walk you through this, uh, this mess. It's, it's not easy to navigate right now. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the person that can help you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's bring in Eric July, host of the excellent podcast for Canon's sake, and hopefully you caught him on the news and why it matters not too long ago. It's available on podcast right now. Eric, how's it going? I appreciate you having me as always. Yeah, man. it's great to have you. Um, let me start here. There is this thing that goes around every once in a while where mm -hmm. it'll be like, uh, if we just took Jeff Bezos's money and we divided it up, we could get a million dollars to every household. And you're, and you're like, sit there and you're like, wait a minute, let me do the math on that. That's not even close to true. <laughs> okay. And that's always the case. However, this one is true. If just Joe Biden's spending from the beginning of his presidency until this, these, these coming projects they want to get done is $8.1 trillion. That literally does break down to $60,000 to every household in America. Now, we should not give $60,000 right, to every right. household in America. But this spending is so far beyond anything I've ever even considered. It gets lost, I think, in the shuffle of everything else going on. Absolutely. We become numb to the price, right? It goes up every, every year. Uh, debt continues to pile up. It's closing in. I believe it's $28 trillion right now, closing in on 30. That is a massive amount of money that we can't possibly conceive. But it, it's like nobody wants to address the actual issue, and that is the government 
taking and obviously the spending. The spending is the big portion of the issue. So when you look at, and unfortunately, a lot of people, definitely our friends on the left, <laughs> like to think that if you just tax the rich people, we can subsidize all of these different issues. Not considering the fact that the government already is spending a crazy amount of money and you're seeing what they're doing with it right now. Like you mentioned, it's not even true. You could actually tax every single billionaire. If you could liquefy, let's say, all of their assets and you wouldn't be able to run a government for six months. That's how much every billionaire in this country. That's how much money the government is spending right now. It's at an astronomical level. And that problem gets lost. And really, all you're saying when you want to tax these guys more is that you just want the government to pee it away. Yeah. That's exactly what they're going to do. It's true. And it's the way they go about it is so frustrating. You hear them talking about these projects. And they're like, you know what? We need uh, we're going to do a three point five trillion dollars. And then they go back and forth. It's three point five. No, it's three point eight. Well, how about you bring a list of the things you want to do, okay? <laughs> and then we'll see how much they cost. Why are you starting with a number and then filling in busy work? Because that's what they're doing. Exactly. It's almost as if they have an idea of who, how much money they need, at least to lace the administrators, like the great Thomas Sowell would say. It's like, I don't understand how people think that we can afford to not only pay for the service, but also pay for the the, the administrators, which are basically all the people that get, get lined up or laced up with this money but yeah like to your point it, it's actually uh, amazing to wrap your mind around it when you break down those numbers and how so willy-nilly that the uh, government be it the in the, uh, the congress in itself can just mess around with such massive amount of money and it's always that we need x amount we're going to bring in this this amount of course they can't pre predict that let the keynesian economists tell them they absolutely can but they never hit those markers no. they always uh, are over overspending and they tell you that they don't care because they deficit spend every single time uh, around when it comes to to the budget so they're literally stealing your money for absolutely no reason because they're going to overspend anyway which means they have to obviously monetize their debt so when you hear me use terms like they sell off assets of unborn people that's specifically what i'm referring to it's their their, their deficit uh, spending in which they're able to basically spend money not only that they don't have they know that they're not going to get it but for whatever reason yeah. you know could you could you imagine a business operating like that where they're just like you know i'm just gonna i just need this amount of money oh we're not gonna make it that's fine we're still gonna spend over they'd be bankrupt tomorrow yeah and and a business with no apparent reverse right like the car only goes forward it's like okay we're gonna and more, 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 more. These levels will get locked in when they pass these bills and they will never go back. The tax credit is, is a really interesting one to me. Now, I, I'm all about uh, people getting more of their money back in taxes, of course. But the, the way they're doing this one in particular, they're ramping the tax credit up, which, you know, look, some Republicans are for, um, you know, there's there's some agreement, uh, the tax credit, uh, uh, you know, and again, like I like lower taxes, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm OK with that. But the way they're doing it, instead of doing it in your taxes, as they do, as they always have done, the government is now sending most f parents and families checks every single month and this is creating a dependency that there's no way we're going to be able to reverse and that's the key right there and there i don't think they're oblivious to it i think they're evil mm. enough to understand that that's exactly <laughs> what it is that they're doing because you look at something for example like obamacare yeah and it was like immediately once it got implemented when you took the position to the contrary and said okay we need to obviously get rid of it 
They made it seem like you were literally taking foods out of uh, people's mouths. You hate the poor. You're going to kill all of these children and all sorts of things, which, of course, makes it that much more difficult to get rid of it, which is why they say that there's no such thing as a temporary government program, <laughs> yeah. because that's that's the approach It's that they're going to continue to spend. It never goes in the in the in the opposite way, because what you would have to do is apply some sort of accountability and responsibility to the people. And those terms are just scary uh, to a lot of American folks. And to be fair, the government has got them whipped into shape to believe that it's their job to even take care of them in really every capacity of life. Yeah, and you see this, they react this way every single time. I mean, you add money. Obamacare is a great example of this in that the Republicans really did fight hard against yeah. Obamacare at the beginning. And as you've seen, this is, you know, we lots of blame goes to uh, the Republican politicians and they deserve a lot of it. But Republican voters now are coming along to Obamacare to the extent that yep. now Republican politicians no longer want to stand up against it. Yep. The, the voting bills are, are similar. You know, in 2018, we have the vote, voting in the way it is. You, you can do it certain ways. You can't do it other ways. 2020 comes a pandemic. OK, everyone understands maybe things are going to change a little bit. Hey, we passed this bill where you can take a paper airplane with your vote and throw it out the window at the voting booth. And that's going to count. And then the fact that when you're not in a pandemic, they want to get rid of the airplane uh, out the window part of voting is now Jim Crow 2.0. Yep, yep. No matter what whatever ground you give, they take and they make you seem like the worst person in the world if you want to bring it back. And, and to your point, this is so important why, whether you are a voter, uh, one of those that vote, whether you participate in politics or you don't, why I always say that you have to stand your ground on some of these issues. Hmm. Because the minute that stuff get, gets passed, it is so very difficult to make it go the opposite way, especially initially. You know what I mean? Like once it's there, it's going to have to be there for another 20 years before you can even revisit the conversation um, anyway. So I think a lot of folks lose sight of it. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle on uh, you call yourself on because people look at it like, well, this is just an exception for right now. And we'll just go 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 along with it. We'll get to change in it once we once we revisit it. And like you mentioned, something that that was just last year. That wasn't even this year for that matter. It wasn't that long ago. And and now when people are saying basically we're going to even try to go to the old ways of something like voting, something as simple as that, they're making it seem like, wait a minute, you cannot do that. You don't want black people to vote. They can't get IDs. What are you talking about? And that's where we're at. So look at that. And what I would encourage people to do is look at that, but also apply that to virtually, I don't know, every other government program <laughs> yeah. because it works the same exact way. I think the most important time for me to be principled is when those times of strife, difficulty, sometimes you can't see what's going to happen on the other side. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's most important to stay principled then, because if, like you mentioned, if you give them an inch, they're going to take it all the way. And the next thing you know, you're conceding ground yet again. Isn't that the, isn't the point of having principles to be able to utilize them almost inherently, naturally? In moments of crisis. Yes. I mean, if you don't ha like a pr you're, anybody can make a decision in an easy time. It's when those when you're pushed against the wall. What do you do? And, 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 and you've, you saw this, I think, with a lot of Republicans around the country during the covid period. Absolutely. They you know, they were all about freedom until, well, now it feels like maybe I can I'm going to go the other direction for a little while. And 
we saw this with George W. Bush. We're going to uh, we had to overhaul capitalism to protect capitalism. <laughs> you know, these things when you when it comes down to those moments, that's when principles supposed to shine. That's and that's when it's most important. But you're right. What's the point of having the principle at all if you're going to waver or fold in the event that there is some supposed crisis? You have to remain uh, uh, principled if you actually believe in those sort of ideas. And we see this with concepts like capitalism. I'm always grilling Republicans mm-hmm. on this because they sometimes times go the way of the regulatory state, uh, even the welfare state in, in, in some in some cases. And they always think, well, it's just it's just this moment right here. I'm still a capitalist. I'm still someone that believes in free enterprise. I'm still someone that believes in the marketplace deciding those ideas. And we saw so many. And I would encourage America, don't don't forget their names in this past year that completely folded when it came to covid. Uh, you know, I, I'm not I refuse to let guys like Governor Abbott make it like live that down. What he did <laughs> definitely at the beginning, uh, certainly of this, taking the complete opposite position. And then we're at, supposed to act like uh, we for, we forgot that, I guess. But no, you have to remain principled. These are values that this is why I always say a lot of Republicans govern like Democrats and they and campaign like libertarians. Yeah. I say that all the time because that's often what it is that they do. They get on the campaign trail, freedom, 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 freedom. And then generally in a time of crisis, whether you feel it's manufactured or not, that's what they've convinced the American people that it is. And then they fold almost immediately. Immediately. I don't think people understand how much money, for example, got spent when it came to this whole uh, COVID thing within the last year. Oh, and yeah. it was not just Democrats no, that were true. part of it. Yeah, no, Trump was a big part of this. Absolutely. Uh, the Republican uh, con- governors and, and, and uh, senators and, and Congress as well. So let me ask you this. This is a, the uncomfortable question I think we're not supposed to ask, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway because you don't care. How? Yes, I, I will blame Republican politicians and they deserve blame. But what you are essentially describing is the Republicans reading the market Mm. and the Republicans are reading the market and saying our voters want us to to run like uh, like libertarians. But once we're in office, if we want to remain in office, they want their giveaways. They want their programs. The, the, it's not just the Republican politicians. It is the voters who continually embrace these programs over long periods of time. And these guys get rewarded by doing it. I mean, how much of a, is this the, the fault of the, the populace? It is, it is. And that's an uncomfortable conversation because it requires people to look in the mirror. And this is why if you often hear me talk about this, I say that. You know, we talk about politics being the sort of lagging indicator. Right. And this is why, yeah, I'll grill a politician, but that's not always my emphasis. Usually, for the most part, it's not because they're late generally to the party as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. There's a large swath of people that, that act that are not participating necessarily in politics by way of becoming a, a governor, becoming a congressman, uh, be it at state level, uh, local level, uh, or at the federal level. These are just regular people. And my thing is trying to change their hearts and minds so that maybe it manifests itself by way of voting. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know what what way it is. I think if you end up actually legitimately embracing these principles, that'll manifest itself in a number of different ways. But you're completely right. It's not just the guys that I mean, at the end of the day, don't forget these guys chose Mitt Romney (laughs) and John McCain (laughs) over Ron Paul. Mm -hmm. So we (laughs) the voters absolutely are to blame in in some capacity. And I think that requires a lot of people to look in the mirror and actually wonder, do you actually value these these principles? And you got the right Mm -hmm. idea. I can utter the term capitalism or free markets generally to a Republican or person that just 
generally supports uh, Republicans and they're not going to say you now to the mainstream Democrat. Maybe that's different. So you got the right idea. It's just applying those far, far more con consistently. And that would require a lot of people to drop a lot of bad habits that they have. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, let me give you one more here on uh, the, the whole critical race theory debate here. We had Brian Sack on here yesterday. Uh, he's up in New Jersey. He's pulling his kid out of school. Uh, because they have implemented this sort of stuff. He gave us a letter of resignation from one of the teachers at this school. And let me give you a quick little part of this here. Um, the school's ideology requires students to see themselves not as individuals, but as representatives of a group, forcing them to adopt the status of privilege or victimhood. Um, students have internalized this message, and, and this is the way that they read and think about the world. And as a result, they fixate on power and group identity. Um, it also goes on to talk about how people know this is going on, the students, and they edit themselves in what they say, the stories they tell, the things, the words that they use. Like, are we not familiar enough with history to think that convincing a bunch of people to think of themselves as only part of a group and not individuals usually turns out really badly. Oh yeah, uh, and lot of, lots of acts of aggression generally come yeah. out of that. And that def definition when it comes to the approach of, of critical race theory, be it in schools or out of, is, is summing it probably as best as it's gonna be. And that is that just by its mere existence, it requires you to not be an individual. It requires you to look at yourself as always a part of something. And yes, generally it's an accepting some sort of power structure that may or, or, or may not exist. But first and foremost, you have to forfeit all sorts of individuality in order to even adopt this or accept this as something that is that is generally true. Mm. And that has been always my problem with this concept, no matter what it is that you define yourself as. Like, I don't like the idea that I am first and foremost to some people a black person. Mm -hmm. I had no control over that. Yeah. I was born this way with dark skin. I, I, I didn't work for it or anything. <laughs> it's not anything to brag about. It's not anything to claim victim over. I am an individual first uh, and foremost. And I think of all things that when we look at that, that's the thing that we need to look at the most. But I will say, getting your kid out of that indoctrination camp is probably <laughs> way more conducive to working towards a freer society than a lot of people will give them credit for. Just don't give them access because they have uh, long said that, okay, our whole entire plan is to indoctrinate. Yeah, I will say, I, mean, I gave him a lot of credit because I mean, just from a pure laziness as perspective, <laughs> like taking your kid out of school, put him in another yeah. school is hard. Yeah. Uh, but I give him a lot of credit for doing that. Uh, Eric July, of course, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Always a great conversation. Uh, host of the podcast for Canon's sake. You can find him all over the Blaze Network, of course, as well. News and Why Matters. He's on today's episode. Don't miss that as well. Eric, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you having me. A broadcaster has apologized for airing certain images during the Olympic parade. <laughs> There's some criticism from viewers. I, I can't detect exactly why, but as the countries would come in, they would show little pictures that would signify uh, aspects of the country. And that seems like a normal thing. For example, when Italy came into Tokyo's Olympic Stadium, they aired a photo of pizza. And then when Norway came in, they they showed a picture of salmon. What else? You know, what else goes on in Norway? I don't know. They eat a lot of salmon. Seems reasonable. When Ukraine came in and they showed a picture of Chernobyl, I thought that might be a little bit weird, but it did happen in Ukraine.
So that's what they're known for, apparently. Uh, they did eventually apologize for this, and they said maybe they shouldn't be showing that type of image. When, they, when Haiti came in, they said the political situation is fogged by the assassination of the president. It is a notable event in Haiti. I'm not surprised. It was, I mean, it was remarkable, right? Syria, they said rich underground resources and a civil war that has been going on for 10 years. You could argue that Marshall Islands, when they walked in and they just said that it used to be a nuclear test site for the United States, was a little weird and out of line. Though I will say, what else are you going to say about the Marshall Islands? They're surrounded by water, I know that, and they were a nuclear test site for the United States, that I know. Possibly, it was a little over, over the line when Romania came up. Now, I happen to be an expert on Romania. Uh, you might not know this, but it was in like seventh grade. I had uh, a report, it was called Adopt a Country, and you had to write, a, I remember this, it was a hundred pages, a hundred page report on Romania in seventh grade. How do you think I did that? Now, they, the, 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 the out was, at least what I saw as the out, was that included uh, articles about Romania. Now, this is pre-internet days, really. So, I mean, this is way before, you know, we're in, we're in like the mid-80s here, okay? So... There's no internet. You've got to go to like the library or find magazines. No one writes anything about Romania. It's not a thing. People don't cover it. I didn't know how to get 100 pages on Romania. So I do remember going to National Geographic and somehow digging out an article entitled Caviar Fishermen of Romania that I believe was 40 pages. And I put the entire thing in my report. That was 40 out of the 100 pages were one article about caviar. So they could have put caviar as the picture as Romania walked in. Instead, however, I don't know if this is better or worse. They put a picture of Count Dracula. <laughs> so apparently you're not allowed to mention that Count Dracula is Romanian. What is next in this world of cancel culture? Speaking of the Olympics, uh, the official sponsor of the Olympic USA track and field team is Built Bar. That's incredible. I mean, I feel like I, I knew Built Bar when they were little, little babies, just growing up, a little baby company. And now, they're one of the USA Olympic sponsors. Built has uh, nine different flavors that they have all the time. Uh, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. They also have these like funky flavors they just throw in whenever they want. They're always creating new ones. I know uh, Glenn said the other day that Rocky Road is on the way. Who knows? Uh, who knows what's next from Built Bar? You can get the mixed box, try them all. And here's the thing. They're basically candy bars. They taste like candy bars. However, they're actually healthy. Don't tell anybody. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. All of them are right around that area. You can go get them at built.com, B-U-I-L-T, built.com. Use the promo code STU15. You'll save 15% off your first order. Use the promo code STU15 for 15% off right now at built.com. It's built.com. STU15 is the code. You can always go to Studios America. You can get links to wherever we're showing this thing. I know uh, it's free on YouTube, so check it out there. You can always comment on the show in real time at youtube.com slash studiosamerica. Uh, this one comes in from yesterday's program. The monologue in the first 12 minutes of this show is savage. That's what I do here. 
I'm savage. I think there's a song about that. I'll let you. I'll sing it for you later. Uh, also, uh, five stars is the appropriate number of stars on all reviews. Always five stars, unless they give you an opportunity to give more stars. Uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, happen to listen to this program, please give us a review. Fatty McFatFat writes in, says, who says vegans can't be chubby? Five freaking stars. That's what we're about here, by the way. Only a vegetarian, not a vegan. But still, I will say this. I'm breaking the mold. Okay? People think, oh, vegetarians, they must be healthy. They must be thin. Not true. Not true. And I'm proving that here every single night. A couple quick stories. Uh, let me give you this one from Andrew Cuomo. I have told you the facts on COVID from day one. From day one. Whether they were easy, whether they were hard, I told one. you the truth. No, you did not. You did nothing While of While a lot of people were talking politics and a lot of people were talking theory and a lot of people were trying to How? deny okay, because they didn't it. want to stop deliver. It. Stop it. We need to do more on this. This, I, this. this man is so infuriating. I've never seen anyone lie more often than Andrew Cuomo. He cannot get through a sentence that is truthful. He's incapable of it. He can't physically accomplish that feat. We have to do more of that this week. I'm just going to stop before I lose my mind. Let's go to a more soothing topic like AOC. AOC says communities can't out-organize voter suppression and warns the ground is being set to overturn results. Are you getting their plan here, guys? No, if they lose in 2022, they're going to claim it was stolen. And all the things they said about honoring the democratic process are going to go out the window. Just so you know, that's what's coming next. AOC also says her colleagues don't even read the bills that they're commenting on, which is interesting commentary, because at least they could, in theory, read them. Unlike AOC, who has to have them read to her. As you're watching the Olympics, remember, don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. It's available now. Don't be a LeBron.com or StudosMerch.com. We also have a new shipment in of the Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. Nancy Pelosi has been sucking a lot lately. She's been like, like her peak of suckage. That's been really recent. So make sure you pick one of these up. Uh, they're available now. Once again, NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Or it's all available on StuDoesMerch.com. You can load up on all the best stuff and uh, impress your friends and enemies at StuDoesMerch.com. Before we leave, I'm a little upset at my viewers and listeners in Michigan. be honest with you. What's going on with you people? What's up? What, did I do something wrong here? I thought we had a relationship. Why have you been hiding Jewel Jones from me? I've never heard of Jewel Jones before. I've, I do this every day, and I don't think I've ever heard his name. Now, it's possible there was some scandal or something I didn't know about before. Sometimes these guys, they come in and out of our lives, and I forget their names. But I don't remember ever hearing of Jewel Jones before. Why don't I know about it? Why am I not following every development with Jewel Jones? That's an edict on this show from now on. I want to know everything that's going on with Jewel Jones. Representative from Michigan... He uh, got a little bit of an issue here. He was elected in 2016, 
And he spent $221 of his campaign funds at the uh, Pantheon Club, which is a gentleman's club in Dearborn. Uh, He explained, and he gave an excuse here. He said the strip club had great lamb chops. I don't know what he's referring to exactly. And look, he had to meet people where they're at. And where are they at? They are at the strip club. That's where they're at. He went there to find them. And they were there. Maybe they were dancing. Maybe they were on his lap. Uh, he also apparently got had a drunk driving situation, and he said to the officers he was going to make a phone call to Big Gretch, Gretchen Whitmer. I got to know who. The, I, I mean, this guy's amazing. 